Hey friends, I hope you're doing well. I want to say thank you for praying for Leah and I uh, over the last few days. It's been it's been a, a rough week. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, on Wednesday, um, I was having a little bit of a hard time breathing, and my sister, she's a doctor, and um, she encouraged me to have my lungs checked out to get an X-ray. And it was one of those days. If you remember, Wednesday was. Um, I mean, there was a huge downpour. I mean, it was raining the whole day and I ended up going to the ER and, uh, in Tyler and they have these tents set up where they're making people wait outside. And I was going back and forth in and out. I think I have a little clip that I'll, I'll show you. I felt like I was in a battlefield. Um, but just, it was, um, just being out in the weather, 50 degree temperature. Uh, my shoes got wet. You know, I'm getting the x-rays. They're bringing me in and out. And uh, they hooked me up to an IV and uh, gave me a bunch of medicine. By Wednesday night, I felt horrible. I really couldn't breathe that much. My whole body was shaking. And, um, and so I just, I just want to take a, a moment and say thank you for uh, praying for Leah and for me. Leah is doing well as well. Uh, her symptoms have been a little bit different. Uh, she has had a little bit of fever. Um, she's had a hard time focusing. Um, I have had more of like the headache, uh, not being able to breathe well, uh, but I feel like we're coming out of it and I definitely feel a whole lot better. And that's, I believe, thanks to your your prayers and your encouragement and your kind words. Um, so thank you for all the texts, the emails and the phone calls. Um, really appreciate you. Uh, I want to share a word from God's word today about uh, sovereignty, God's sovereignty. And over the last few days, I've been thinking uh, uh, about, uh, life. Uh, I've been thinking about, uh, of course, this whole sickness with COVID. Um, one of the thoughts that I've had is what if it doesn't go away? You know, like breathing is such an important part, right? Like we, you're, you're breathing right now. Every single one of us, we're taking a breath and sometimes it's so, sort of a mundane thing, but what if you can't breathe, you know? And over the last few days, I've never struggled with asthma or anything like that. Um, but over the last few days, I felt like I've been under, like I'm in a pool and I'm submerged underwater and I can see the surface, but I can't come up for enough air. And I know that uh, our situation has not been as difficult as other people's situation. Uh, but I, I just feel like I need to be honest with you and I, I need to share what God is speaking to me and I just pass it along. Um, I've always felt like that's, that's the best kind of preaching. Uh, not the one that you pretend, but the one where where you're real. And so I just want to be vulnerable. I want to be honest, and I want to share what God has been teaching me this week. Um, so the question that I've been asking is, man, what if this thing doesn't go away? And especially uh, Friday, I think yeah, Friday. I was I was asking the question, man. I am tired of being sick. I'm tired of not being able to breathe properly. What if this thing doesn't go? away. And so I've had those thoughts. I've had the thoughts about death and the frailty of life. And um, in light of that, God has been speaking to me about his sovereignty. And so I've been reading and listening to the book of Acts, and I've been listening to a message that a friend of mine, uh, a bunch of messages, uh, but one in particular on God's sovereignty. And of course, in light of what has happened in our country this week, what has happened to me on a personal level, 
And all of those of you at our church and in our community dealing with this sickness, um, I, I want to share with you uh, a word from, uh, from Scripture about um, how the sovereignty of God can really help us in moments of difficulty, how understanding and believing and hanging on to the sovereignty of God can change your life and can um, can make your day and your week and your struggles a whole lot better. So let, let's begin with the word of prayer and then we'll get into scripture. Father God, I just want to thank you for the power of your word. God, I pray that um, in sickness, Father, and in difficulties and in the middle of our trials, we would run to your word. God, that we would hang on for dear life. And God, I for me, it is... Um, it gives me so much hope and so much peace. And so, Father, I pray that the words that are communicated in the next few minutes will penetrate our minds and hearts. And God, I pray that your name and your renown, renown would be um, the, the ultimate goal of our hearts. And so we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So right off the bat, one of the things that I want to make sure I, I communicate is... Um, I, there's no way for me to fully describe who God is, okay? So I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to attempt to tell you that I'm going to understand everything about there is to know about God in, in, a, in a 15, 20-minute message. Uh, but my heart is to share with you, um, a little, to, to shed light a little bit on, on this awesome God that we serve. You know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. And the fact that we say that He is our God, it, it, ha- it gives us this idea that there is, there's still this mystery. We don't know all things. Uh, we see through a filter that is, that is, that, that's, that's dark and, and it's not easy to see. And so the secret things belong to the Lord our God. There are some things in life that we don't understand. But the things that have been revealed in Scripture, the things that God has said, these are for you. Um, those things, man, we hang on to. And the Bible says, those things, they belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do the word of the Lord. And that's Deuteronomy 29, 29, 29, if you want that reference. So I want to begin, as we talk about God's sovereignty, I want to begin in Isaiah 46. Verse five, the verses will be on the screen. Um, and then I want to read, I'm going to read a bunch of verses and then, and then we're going to uh, wrap up the message with a couple of applications. But I, in Isaiah 46, verse five, God says this, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? It's a simple question. Lee and I, we've been comparing symptoms this whole week. Like, how are you feeling? What are you feeling? Because this is a weird virus. We've, I've never felt anything like this. Leah has never felt anything like this. And so we've, we've both been comparing. And it wasn't until today that, that she said, I feel like this. And it was a similar symptom that I had had a couple of days ago. But our symptoms in many ways have been very different. And God says, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? And I think the reason for asking that question is to try to figure out, we're searching, who is this God that we pray to, that we serve, that we believe in? It's a great question. And I think God is asking the question for another purpose, and that is to say this, I am unique. 
In other words, there's no one equal. There's no one that you can compare me to. Verse 6, some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a god from it. And then they bow down and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders and they set it down and it stays there and it can't even move, God says. And when someone prays to it, there's no answer. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. In other words, he's saying, it's, he's talking about an idol, right? Some people, they pray to, like they, they, they look at, they create a statue or they, they pray to this idol and the thing can't even move. Verse 8, he says, don't forget this. And here's the message for you and for me. This is what God's been teaching me. He says, keep this in mind, verse 8. Remember this, you guilty ones. We, we always say at the church, no perfect people allowed because we know we recognize our sinful nature um, from the moment that we're little kids, right? Like I never taught my kids, any of my kids to lie. And they all picked it up pretty quickly. You know, not that they're liars or anything like that, but um, we that's a sinful nature, right? And and. Scripture recognizes that. I think if, if you're honest with yourself, you recognize that you and I, we're, we're all sinful people. So God says, don't forget this in, in your humanity, in your sin. Keep this in mind, he says. Verse 9, remember the things that I have done in the past. For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Think about those words. I alone am God. I do whatever I wish. He's not subject to what other people think. He's not subject to other people's decisions. He's not manipulated by anything or anyone. Um, everything that exists, everything that exists, it's either because he has allowed it to happen or he has made it. He's made it happen. He's called it into existence like in, in Genesis, right? Like where, where God spoke and he created things. Now listen to Psalm 115 verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Not to me, God. I don't want people to look at me, not to, you know, I don't, I'm not the one that gets the credit, but to your name, to your, like, your, your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. That's important to remember that. Our God is in heaven. And he does as he wishes. I could give you, I could give you, I mean, I could give you 70 passages like the, like the last two that I've given you. I mean, there are so many scripture references that talks about God's sovereignty. In Psalm, Psalm 135, verse five, I know the greatness of the Lord, that our Lord is greater than any other God. The Lord does whatever pleases him throughout all heaven and earth and on the seas and in their depths. He causes the clouds to rise over the whole earth. He sends light, lightning with rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. Like God is, he has control over the weather. 
Like uh, verse 8, he destroyed the firstborn in each Egyptian home, both people and animals. He has control over every living thing. Verse 9, he performed miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his people. He struck down great nations and slaughtered mighty kings. He has control over every authority here on earth. Every single one of, of us, every single president, every single king, every single authority, whether they're good or not. And so the question, of course, comes, the question we all ask is, what about sin? What about evil? Uh, why would God, why would a good God allow the things that we experience? Why COVID? Why did I lose my loved one? Why 9-11? Why the events of this last week? Now, to say that I fully understand would be a lie. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but this is what I choose to do. I choose to focus on the God, and by faith, I choose to focus on the God who gave His Son for me. The God who gives me hope. And like Hannah in the Old Testament, I don't know if you know her story. In the Old Testament, Hannah, this lady who wanted to have a baby, she was not able to have one. And she prayed to the Lord. And um, there was this character, Penina, in the Bible who would taunt her and make fun of her because she couldn't have a baby. And this was a real struggle for her. This was a big deal. Um, and Hannah prays this prayer and this is, this is the heart that I want to have in my, in my life. And this, this is who I want to be. In the middle of all that struggle and wrestling with that, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 2, verse 1, Then Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one, listen to this, this is the right perspective for all of us, regardless of how you feel, regardless of the difficulties, regardless of how your world is, what's going on in your world. No one is holy like the Lord. In a moment where she could have been so bitter, in a moment where she could have, she could have said, she could have raised her fist and said, why God, I've been good to you. She said, no, I know that my God is holy. I know that my God rescues. And that's, that is a belief. That is you having faith and saying, regardless of what happens to this nation, to my body, to my kids, to my parents, to, you know, with the economy, regardless of what comes my way. This is her prayer. I'm quoting 1 Samuel 2, 2. There is no one besides you. There's no rock like our God. So I, I heard, totally I heard a message that a friend of mine sent me from uh, Matt Chandler, great message on uh, the sovereignty of God. Um, and he says this, he says, if, God's, if God is sovereign over all things, why should I pray? And I think it's a good question. It's a fair question, right? Like if God is sovereign and His will will be done, 
and he does as he wished no matter what, what's the point? Why should I even pray? And then the better question is this. If God is not sovereign, then why pray? See, I, I rather believe in a God who is sovereign and who will accomplish his will, but a God who I know cares. And in my frailty, in my need, in my struggle, I know that he cares and I know that he loves and I know that he supplies. And so, so here's, here's a message, okay, for you today. I'm going to kind of boil it down to this. When I understand to the best of my mind, because I think if, even if we grabbed all of our little minds and put them together, all the little million believers, couple of million believers in the world, you put all of our minds together and you put all of that, that process in power, if you put all of our little minds together, I don't think that we can comprehend like 1% of, of the sovereignty of God. But if, if you do that, if we put all of our minds together, I think this is what we can conclude. This is what I've concluded. That God in His sovereignty, He is the author and the sustainer of life. And that should inspire awe. He's an awesome God. He is, like I am in awe. And because He's mysterious to me and I don't understand everything, I can put him in high esteem and I can say, God, I don't know everything about you, but, but your sovereignty and the mystery of it, of it, um, makes me want to pay reverence to you. And it makes me want to worship you in genuine ways. So the first thing that studying God's sovereignty does is it encourages me, it inspires me to believe in an awesome God, to pay reverence to him and to given my worship. Here's the second thing. It challenges me to be desperate for him, to run after him, to want more of him, not to be so careless, you know? And, and, and when um, there's this song, uh, As a Deer, it's an old song. Uh, it says this, as a deer pants for streams of water, it's actually based on a, on a verse, so my soul pants for you, my God. So it's actually Psalm 42, verse 1. Listen to it. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. I was trying to figure out what is panting, you know, and I looked up the definition and it says this, to breathe with short, quick breaths, typically from exertion or excitement. And I could totally relate because this whole week, it's been shallow breathing. I cannot fill up my lungs. <sighs> to do that has been hard. You can still hear it a little bit. You know, it hasn't been, you know, and, and so I've been panting, right? Like it's been, it's been, been ha having this difficulty. And because of that, at night, I've had to kind of change my position. So, so my dad said, Hey, don't lay on your back. Try to get on your side and, and breathe that or even laying down. It's going to be easier to breathe. And so I've been looking for ways, changing positions to figure out a better way to breathe. And I think that's the heart of the verse. As the deer is looking for God and he's changing his position, as he pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, God. And so when I understand, 
When I tried to, when I study, because I can't say I understand, but when I study the sovereignty of God, what I do is everything about my life changes. I change positions and I try to get my spiritual lungs in a, in, in a place where I can receive Him and I can breathe His presence into my life. And so I want to, I want to challenge you to do that, to experience the power of who he is in your life. So when I know that he's the author and the sustainer of my life, it inspires me to have this awe and reverence for him. It challenges me to run after him and to be desperate for him. And I'll close with this. It gives me confidence. It gives me confidence that all is good, even in suffering and death. It gives me confidence that all is good in suffering and in death. Some of you have gone through a much harder week than I have, and um, and I pray for you. Sometimes you let me know, sometimes you don't. Um, but if I know your name, I pray for you. Our staff, our elders pray for you. But I want you to know what God's Word says. In Romans, the Bible says this. Romans 8, 26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. There are times when we are so weak, we don't even know how to pray. But the Spirit Himself will intercede on our behalf with wordless groans, the Bible says. It says, He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. So it's all based on His sovereignty anyway. He provided the Spirit, okay? And then it says this, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. That's not a promise saying that you're going to be healthier, you're going to be richer, you're going to be more popular, you're going to, you know, be respected. That's a, when we lower God to that standard, we only see God's word through the filter of our struggles here on earth. This promise is God saying to you and to me, there is a greater place. If you knew, you know, here on earth and in heaven, there is a greater position. It's not just health. It's not just sickness. It's not just wealth. It's not just respect. No, no, no. There is a greater place. And if you trust in His sovereignty, you know that in all things, good and bad, suffering and even death, all is good because He's the sustainer. And He gives you peace. He gives you strength. He gives you exactly what you need, the joy that you need in your life to make it through anything. Whether you're poor or rich, whether you're sick or healthy. And so I want to, I want to, I want to encourage you. Okay. I haven't, I haven't even scratched the surface, but I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. Study God's sovereignty in moments of difficulty. Study His holiness when you're weak, when you're down, when you have questions about the frailty of life, 
when you don't know what's going to happen next, when you feel like I felt this week, I felt like I was underwater. I just could not breathe. And I was praying, God, I just want, just let me breathe, Lord. When you're there spiritually, he will fill you up like nothing else. And the peace and the strength that he will give you will blow your mind. And you will be able to look back and you'll tell others, you'll say, you know what? There is nothing like my God, a good, loving, sovereign Father. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. I pray that the words that we looked at this morning would um, uh, penetrate our hearts deep into our soul, God. And may they be strength in our journey. God, I pray for every person that's listening to the sound of my voice, God. I lift them up to you, God. I pray for your strength, God. I pray for our nation, God. I pray that you would restore us. God, may we come back to you. May we seek you, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a great week. We'll see you soon.